0: everybody. Welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. I'm Royal. I'm Melissa. And today we have an incredible guest with us.
1: Yes, we do. But before we introduce our incredible guest, okay. just like last week, we want to remind you that we totally appreciate the reviews that you were leaving for us. Thank you so much for leaving reviews. Again, as much as we love getting the DMs and the emails telling you how much we love the podcast, what we really, <sighs> really love is when you actually enter a review onto iTunes. This helps us with our ranking. It helps us get found by other estheticians and beauty professionals. So thank you so much for doing that for us. And if you haven't left a review yet and you love this podcast, leave us a review. Okay. Now moving on, let's talk about our amazing guests that we have with us today. Today we have the pleasure of chatting with Sheila Bella. Sheila is an amazing entrepreneur she built a seven figure permanent makeup studio in three years she also has the top-rated beauty business podcast called the pretty rich podcast she is the president of, of the American Academy of micropigmentation and she is a global success speaker um hello grab your notepads let's listen up to Miss Sheila Bella hello. Hey. Oh, hey guys! Pressure. I gave you that intro. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you brought
2: your own heat, girl. Uh, all right, let's let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're fine. Thank you so much for uh, being here with us. Uh, I'm excited to be here, you guys. Thanks for figuring out Zoom and um and for bringing your blankie. I have my blankie because it's effing cold in California right now. I don't
1: yes, know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, isn't are we in a winter storm warning? Didn't yeah, you see I got that a winter storm
0: warning notification on my You're phone. You're
1: kidding! Oh, what I, is this? And I
0: want it all. I love it.
1: Not me. Yeah. I thought when I moved to California, I was getting sunshine. Well, no, I want. I want.
2: I want a winter storm. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. We we just got. oh Gosh, my husband's such a such a granola type guy. uh We just got back from getting firewood, like from the wild. The wild, like oh uh, the hi, the hiking trail. Really. <laughs> And I was like, you better be wearing your mask and staying away from people. You didn't even bring hand sanitizer. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, that was the conversation I just had 15 minutes ago. Anyway. Awesome. Awesome. With the
1: firewood from the wild. The wild. Yeah. Wow. We have we just bought our place in Santa Clarita back in October. And this is our first time having a fireplace together. And I had never had a gas fireplace before. Had you ever had a fireplace? Yeah. Okay, a regular wood woman. So uh, hmm. we were like, "Yes, we have a fireplace," and we were running it all the time, nonstop, until
0: we saw that bill. And then cut we it got off. The gas bill. Cut like, it so- off.
1: Now we don't run it at all anywhere. It was so expensive. We're like, I wish we had a wood-burning fireplace now because the gas one is not worth it. It's too much.
2: Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, no, my husband's all, he's like, you know, it's for, I don't know to what t- time you'll be releasing this recording or for anybody who might be listening to this recording in, this, in the future, but we are right now um, in quarantine for mm-hmm. COVID-19 in California. We're at the stay, at, stay safer at home you know, mandate from the government. And so, you know, we've been enjoying our home and our wood fireplace and you, your guest fireplace. And so we've been collecting wood from neighbors, uh, from hiking
1: trails. That's awesome. (laughs) Gives them something to do. (laughs) You yeah. something to do, <laughs> yeah when you're stuck at home like this, we gotta be cozy, right That's right it's and it is very
2: nice, I have to say, it's very nice. We do it with the kids, we sleep in the living room, we pile up all the blankets, and then we sleep by the fire on the weekends, and they look forward to it. So.
1: I love it. You play orphanage. Orphanages, oh. it's what I always want to play with my family when we go back to visit. I want everybody to bring their mattresses and everything into the living room. So we could yeah. all, this is so sad, but like an orphanage <laughs> where they're all like sleeping on their mattresses in the same room. Uh, but I know it's Lisa, sad. I love you. Oh, yeah. That is so cool, easy. Like Annie. I know. Nobody, I
3: love it. No one has
1: a room of their own. I know. And oh, so, but they get to okay. be together and like snuggle and all sleep by each other. But literally, I've been wanting to do this for, like, I've been moved out for over 10 years. My family still will not do it with me. Nobody They've likes yet you, to play orphanage but with I me. Love you. So I love that y'all are doing mm, that with your kids.
3: Mm, mm. Royal,
2: I'm I cute. love that. I just saw the way you looked at her. It was so oh. cute.
0: That's my girl right here. <laughs>
2: so cute. So cute. I wish you guys could see this.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad he likes me in public. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, girl. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, Tell us a little bit about you. Obviously, you have a kick ass bio that we just read about you, but how did you get into this industry? Tell us about you. Super
2: religious, like, you know, restrictive background, you know, which I really liked at the time, you know, but then I just got like really, really restrictive to a point where I felt like I was being suffocated. I felt like I couldn't be myself. And then so I had my rebellious, quote unquote, phase when I was around like 28 years old. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I I separated from him and I got a job at Dylan's Irish Pub on Hollywood and Vine, which is basically like a, like an Irish Hooters Mm -hmm. wearing like a schoolgirl outfit and like, you know, like cleavage up to my belly button. And I was like serving beer and fries to, you know, like all these guys. And I kind of got that. That job honestly, just make him mad. Mm. And you know, I hate to admit it, but that was the truth, you know. Like, oh, let me do something Chris would hate. <laughs> so, and yeah, I was I was so in my feelings, so all about myself, super depressed, super insecure, just looking for love in all the wrong places. And obviously, since that was the motivation for the job and not purpose or meaning or anything like that, I was bad at it. Mm -hmm. So I got fired and the day I got fired, I hit rock bottom and I was like, I didn't have any skills. I didn't have um, a college, you know, a formal education. I didn't even go to like a vocational school, like estheticians or hairstylists or anything like that. I didn't even, I, I didn't have that. You know, I was I was acting here and there, but not like nothing too too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so because I felt like I had no, I felt like I had nothing. I said, okay, well now's the time to reinvent myself. Um, and then, just like on a whim, I did, I I knew I needed to find some sort of path. And um, my there was somebody who did my permanent makeup. Her name is Antoinette Parfit in Simi Valley. And I saw that she had a pretty good life. I was like, you know what I can be? I can be a a medical aesthetics nurse. I can do injectables and Botox. And then I looked into that and the school was crazy. The school time for it was crazy. No, no. no. I was like, no, I need to make what they're making like next week. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, I don't have time to go through all that. So what can I do? And I saw that my permanent makeup artist had a pretty good life and then I said oh this is something I can do the school was five days five days first of all it shouldn't be five days but at the time it was five days and I was like okay I can do this and then so I took it and I figured that I could make it look cool that's what I thought so what I did was I invited all of my Dylan's Irish pub friends you know all my like you know my up my Irish Hooters friends to Mm -hmm. model for me Um, and the rest is history. I, it's, it was so crazy. My only goal at the time was to be able to pay rent and pay my bills.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And just, just, I just wanted so badly to just be neutral. (laughs) I just didn't want to be a loser. Mm -hmm. And then as entrepreneurs do, you know, once you go outside of your comfort zone, your comfort zone gets bigger, and you know you you realize that you can do more. Well, I did that thing. I guess I guess I could do that again, and then maybe add a little bit, and then bigger and bigger and bigger, and then crazy because three. It took me only three years to um, to to have a seven figure beauty business, and um, you know I've, it's evolved ever since to different things. Like on my courses and podcasting and speaking and now I'm writing a book and just so many other things. So I'm just, I'm just so, so grateful because if you would have told me back then that permanent makeup was like going to be your vehicle, your vehicle for impact, your vehicle for really changing people's lives and, um, and for, and for self-expression, which is so strange, right? And Mm -hmm. inspiration. And spirituality in so many ways, too. It's so weird. Um, I would not have believed you, but um, it has. And I'm so, so grateful for eyebrows. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's amazing.
2: <Thanks. laughs> Thank you, eyebrow Jesus.
3: <laughs> you did Thank it.
1: Thank you. I know. You did it. Seriously. Okay. Uh, we got to break some of this down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> But um, your story is so awesome. Uh, first of all, I think a lot of people do end up in the beauty industry out of, I don't want to say necessarily desperation, but like.
0: Their backs against the wall.
1: Exactly. And We hate
2: school. We hate school.
1: Yeah. We hate school or going through a divorce <laughs> a lot, or like oh, something yeah, happens. That's true. <laughs> and that's um, <laughs> And then it's like, okay, I got to do something quick and I'm going to go to beauty school. And so, I mean, I, my story is not as extreme. I went to aesthetic school because the boy that I had been chasing who didn't love me, but let me believe he loved me, told me that he was going to move to Salt Lake. And so I applied to school, quit my job, set up my life. And then the day that we were supposed to leave together, he told me he wasn't going. And I was like, well, fuck. I guess I'm going by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what got me to aesthetic school. Like, Wow. Crazy. You know, L- Legally Blonde
2: mm-hmm. is one of my favorite musicals yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. Musicals. Movies too, but musicals of all time. And you, you you're basically Elle Woods and you chased Warner.
1: <laughs> I know. You did it for love. I know. <laughs> but And then, I mean, it was wild. It took me a while, a while to figure out that I didn't need to keep doing those things for him because mm-hmm. I did and I did. But it worked out, yeah. Yeah. A while worked worked out. I I, I feel you on that. We learn, we learn. But um, but I love that you were in this moment where you're like, okay, I need to figure this out. And what you're doing looks good. So if you can do it, I can do it. And that is like so all it is. But so (laughs) many people, I feel like they look at other people, and we get on social media, and we're scrolling through, and we're like, oh, they have such a great life. Like, look, they've got all these followers. They must be making all that money. I could never do that, you know. And then you get into this like comparison. Yep. You're like, "Why are you doing that? If she can do it, you can do it, girl." So I love that you had that in you. You looked at your permanent makeup artist life, and you're like, "Huh, this looks pretty nice. I'm gonna do that too." And you it's did pretty, it. That's all it is. This yeah. Be like, that looks good. It's good
2: enough. Set. Yeah. It's 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 not much more thought to it. Yeah. I didn't do any research or. anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those. I mean, that's why I, I really believe that you know people wait too long to get started because every crazy idea I've ever just like followed has either ended up being a, such a great you know, uh, uh you know teacher to something, mm-hmm. um, or you know a, a massive success. So it's either one. How can you
1: go wrong? How can you go wrong? Yeah, and I feel like there's. What do people say? Um, over analysis paralysis. Yep. And so when you think too long about something, you get an idea and you're like, oh, that's a great idea, but let me work out the details and let me figure out you how need to, to do it. just go. Yeah, just yeah, do just it. Start somewhere. If you have a great idea. Just go for it. Make it happen. So I love that you did that. And then you were like, okay, I got to make this happen. I got to start making money now. So how can I make this look cool? And you went and yeah. you got all <laughs> of your se- sexy coworkers. You're like, come yeah. over here. Let me do your eyebrows. marketing, marketing is where it's at. And I mean, let me ask you, Sheila, who gave you permission to make it look cool? Victoria's secret. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: literally. I was like, literally like, yeah, that's who gave me permission. I Mm -hmm. was, I, I did. I, I saw Victoria's secret models and how they were selling bras and panties. And I wanted to be like the Victoria's Secret of permanent makeup. And so I got, like, all these, like, hot girls to do this, like, semi-nude, semi, semi, okay? Nude, (laughs) shoot, semi. Um, So, but they had sheets. Mm -hmm. My my thing was I got all of these, like, you know, Instagram models and, like, my hot friends and everything. They had, like, you know, these, like, uh, bed sheets. Mm -hmm. And then they would cover themselves. Cover themselves.
3: Clarification.
2: Barely, barely. <laughs> Bare- <laughs> barely though. No, covered- and then so I had like this big like photo shoot and then like I had like um this campaign and then the tagline was your clothes may come off, but your makeup doesn't have to oh! Oh, Bella.
1: <laughs> I love it. That oh works. my gosh. Okay, you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of that old um not super old, but not too long ago, Cadillac had that commercial yep, sure did. where they were like um, I, I when when you turn on your when you turn your car on does it return the favor <gasps> Ooh. yep and that's how they became the it's number like, one selling car in like the world it's like sexy luxury you know oh, that's i love so that so funny oh <laughs> man i miss my escalade i miss it i traded it in for a
3: minivan
2: cuz i'm a mom now when. But, oh, my gosh, yeah, it used, it did do it for me. It really did. But, yeah, that was about the time uh-huh.
1: I drove my Escalade to that shoot. So. Oh, my gosh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but see, like, I don't want to say this.
3: Say it. Sex sells.
1: Yeah. Like, say honestly, it. sex sells. And we are – you uh, buy it. Come on. I know. And like, I'll be very clear. Rosa police officer. We're all about women empowerment, self-defense, blah, 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 blah. But listen, of course. if that makes you feel good about yourself, then feel good about yourself, girl. Like sex sells. People are going to buy it. Do whatever you feel good about and make your money. You know what it is? It's more than just, it's, it's
2: sex. True. And I think like what, it actually is, is just confidence and freedom. That, yes. The freedom and, con- and inhibition. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what it is. It's not I just think like you're a right. particular. Yeah, it's inhibition, it's freedom. It gives you permission to be, Mm -hmm. you know, what just like go for it. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what, you know, sexy, I think is. is It's just inhibition and freedom.
1: Yeah. So that's definitely, that's a better way to say it. Like it does. But yes, sex sex sells. But because (laughs) it gives you that inhibition and that freedom and that confidence to like do you and be free about it and feel empowered and all of that. So yeah, I think that's, that's what great. I was selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's awesome. I love that your clothes. Co- your, what did you say? Your clothing comes off, but your makeup shouldn't have or doesn't your have to.
2: Clothes may come off, but your makeup doesn't have to. Oh my gosh! Voice. Should I just you, you say it with a voice? I don't. I've never said it that way before. I swear, like <laughs> not before this episode, like ever.
1: First time I've said it that way.
2: So like I used to say like the taglines, your clothes make them off, but bring makeup doesn't have it. I never said it in that, you know, you know, you know, phone sex operator voice. So thank you for bringing it out of me, you guys. <laughs> I it's felt so. like it worked.
3: It, it does. <laughs> it did.
1: Well, I should have said it that way for the campaign. Well, straight. it sounds it's like straight. it didn't make a difference because That's true. <laughs> you ended up doing really well. So when you did that campaign, where did you advertise? Where were those photos? Or were they on your website? Were they on Instagram? How did you utilize those?
2: Social media okay uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh YouTube, for sure,,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but you could probably find find you know the campaign now there still, um, and then I had all of the the girls like posted on their socials and everything, and I didn't pay them a dime,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I paid them an eyebrows, mhm, yeah, mhm. So, um, you know, I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very gifted artist. I'm, I'm a very gifted artist, but I'm not the best artist. I mean, I've seen some work where I'm just like, what? Uh, uh, I need to quit. Like that's made me want to quit, you know, but, uh, and I have to say, it's like, it's the best marketer wins. Mm -hmm. And that's also why, um, you know, now I've transitioned into business coaching for beauty entrepreneurs because. I knew I wasn't the best artist. I knew I was a gifted artist and like, uh, you know, all these girls like came to me and everything. Um, But I I wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. I can, but if you're talking to me about marketing, that's an area where I can, I I have a lot more confidence in. Mm -hmm. So in in many ways, I feel like I can tell you that I'm a marketer first before I'm an artist. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that those were my gifts until I got desperate. I mean think about it like I was so at the time when I was like building Sheila Bella I was like just dating the town town the city mm-hmm. whatever it's like just whatever it's like are you my boyfriend are you my boyfriend are you my boyfriend everyone every anyone right so yeah it was I was I was there I was that girl my cleavage is up to my chin. So, um, yeah, poor, poor girl, honestly. So anyway, so, you know, like, let's say, let's say my, what I wanted would have panned out back then. And what I thought was going to happen, I was going to marry like some pro athlete or some like music mogul or like mm-hmm. some doctor or lawyer. <laughs> so, um, but, but I, I actually, uh, uh, Yes, I ha I married a high school teacher mm-hmm. who makes- who makes a good living. Um but I I don't know something about will, right? Like I just really got along with him and I was like mm, just keep getting drawn back to this guy. And so I at the time especially, you know, really wanted the the name brands and the and the the show offy like luxurious things and then I was like this guy is not going to get Mm-mm. Nope, nope. We uh, so I (laughs) so I I mean so I met my soulmate, and when I met my soulmate, I had to recalibrate. I had to recalibrate. Like, what am I thinking? And I was like, oh, I got. So I so yeah. That's that's also why you know I I aimed to. I I wanted those those things. Mm-hmm. I wanted nice things. I wanted that, you know, that th- those types those types of things at that time. My priorities now have shifted more, you know, my mom and everything. I've shifted I've shifted a lot. But at that time, I wanted it. I wanted the monogram bags and everything. And I thought like this, I needed to do it for myself. So what would have happened had I married, you know, what's his name or what's his name or what's his name and, you know, not have had to work hard. So I'm seeing a lot of similarities right now with COVID-19 and this quarantine Mm -hmm. um, to who I was back in 2010, when I was forced to pivot, when I was backed into a corner, when I had $0 in my bank account, where I knew I I, if nobody was going to rescue me, I had to be the one. No one was coming to save me. And um, people were there to give me hugs. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure everyone feels that way now. Like, oh, okay, hugs are free. I'll get hugs. Yeah. yeah. But nobody's coming to save her. But financially, Mm-mm-hmm. right. You know, if you want to make it happen, if you want, if you need to be the war leader for your family right now, and for a bunch of beauty bosses who are listening out there, I know you're the one. You're the one that everybody's looking to, to save everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know we carry a lot of that weight. And if you're the one, if you're the one you need to get scrappy, you need to get creative. You need to get innovative. You need to pivot. You need to make it happen. And that, that, you know, like mentality and everything is in my blood because I had to live through it and through responsibility because I felt so responsible That's what changed me because I still would have been that girl when I was 28 years old, Mm -hmm. if I didn't have to fix it.
3: Mm -hmm. And I think
2: that's the biggest gift here. You know, people are depressed. I can understand people feel paralyzed. I can understand. But if you, I think the anecdote to chaos, the anecdote to chaos and to, and just to tragedy and just to just, just sadness, you know, from my experience Mm -hmm. has been, Taking on as much responsibility as you can bear, mm-hmm. and that that will grow you, that will change you. That is the cure. It's not a vaccine. It's taking on that responsibility, and you 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 want it. You, you're allergic to it. Nobody wants to lean into that. It's too uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But if you embrace it, that changes you and it heals you.
1: Yep, it's yeah. so true. I wanted to read something that you posted on Instagram. You said, "Serve while others are delaying." focus while others are distracted, save while others are spending, study while others are daydreaming, inspire while others are too afraid, keep going while others press pause, pivot while others stay in denial. And I feel like, yes, I mean, 100% yes. And everybody, of course, this whole COVID thing It took us all off guard and it's scary and there's so much uncertainty and it's easy to feel sorry for yourself and it's easy to sit in fear and with a scarcity mindset, sit at home and freeze. But this is the time to get to work in new and creative ways, to be thinking outside the box, to be innovative and say, okay, I'm going to pivot. How do I need to pivot? How do I need to change my direction so that I can... Take care of myself. Take care of my family, my responsibilities, whatever it is, and not let this be the end of me and the end of my dreams. Because if, I mean, it could be, you know.
0: I just want to say everything you just said made me feel like I wasn't doing enough.
1: Really? Oh, I'm so sorry. No, in a, no, no,
0: no, no, no. So like sorry. I can be doing better.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I, I, I hear you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to run yeah. through. I'm ready to run through a brick wall.
2: Let's do it. Let's do it. do it royal let's see what you're made of well i mean like honestly it's like i feel like there's two camps right now there's two camps right now the people who are understandably i just want to say i'm really i have a lot of compassion for the people who feel like they're you know living paycheck to paycheck and you know they this just feel so paralyzed to pivot and mm-hmm. paralyzed like like uh, f- who feel unproductive you know mm-hmm. and feel like they need they need to just soothe self soothe mm-hmm. right now because it's so scary and it's just too overwhelming i understand um and then there there's people too who get through um by being productive mm-hmm. i do And, um, I'm one of those people just because it's what I know and no judgment to anybody who, you know, who is in the other camp at all. Um, and I just want to explain like my own personal reasons for being this type of person is because I don't know anybody who's ever been successful, who hasn't worked hard.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. So, and I did, I, and also just action for me always makes me feel better. Maybe a bag of chips makes you feel better. Maybe like, You know, uh, something else makes you feel better. Like my vice, my personal vice, my addiction, because it's so, it puts, it gives me a high. I'm sorry. Like, or not sorry is action. And I just like, yeah, I'm addicted to it because it does make me feel so much better. And to me, it's real. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's always, it's always leveled up more than just a feeling for me. It's leveled like my state. My state, the state, and the state of everyone around me. And I, I just want to encourage you guys to look at that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I need to rest too, obviously. I can't just be like, go, go, go. Like, I turn off my phone on weekends for sure, you know, but um, yeah, I just it, try it. For anyone who hasn't tried it, just try it. Try it on, just like a pair of shoes. Yeah. So try it on. And you can take it off take it off. Okay. It's not permanent, but just like, just try it on, try it, try action. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I totally agree. I am like, I have good days when I am productive and it's not just productive. Like, okay, I'm going to organize my closet. That's productive. It's productive. <laughs> like, okay, what are my goals? What do I believe in? What do I need to work? And I used to really care about efficiency. Like I want to do things very efficiently. No, it's effective what can I do that is the most effective to get me the results that I need? And maybe I need to think outside the box. Maybe I need to learn from somebody else. Maybe, you know, we work with a coach, like maybe we need to talk to her. There's so much, um, there are so many resources out there. And so if you are stuck, but you have it in you and you're like, okay, there's something I need to be doing. I don't know how there is help find the help and then get going with it. Mm -hmm. But I'm totally with you. I think the first few days of quarantine, we were like, okay, let's – this is crazy. Let's sit and watch the net, watch Netflix again. And then after that, we were like, all right.
0: got to get back to work. We
1: got to get going right now. Those
0: bills didn't get COVID-19.
1: I know. They did not. They're still coming. <laughs> I was like, aren't you
2: sick too? I know. The envelope, I was
1: like – yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like wait a second. No, I th- I thought the world stopped. Don't you stop too. No. Nope, sure don't. <laughs> and um and that's real life. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about how when I was in my car accident back in 2017 and my doors just got shut, I couldn't work. It was like okay, I can't control this situation, but now I've got to figure it out. And Fortunately, I had already been doing things in my business so that I was still able to have an income. I had clients that were using retail product, so they continued purchasing product, which was great. Then I was also teaching courses on the side, and so I still had courses that I was able to teach that didn't record, require a physical demand on me. But, um, you know, these are things that Roel and I have been talking about since before Corona, not to be like, I told you so, but we've been saying, you never know. (laughs) But I told you so. Something might happen where you, whether you're in a car accident like me or uh, there's a pandemic, like, I don't know, something might happen where you have to close your doors. So what can you be doing to make the most of your business now so that you're working smarter, not harder, you have multiple streams of income and you're not just dependent on this one thing of servicing clients. And that is it. So that's, okay. So Sheila, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts on multiple streams of income and not just focusing on only treating clients for income?
2: Um, I think it's really interesting that people are all of a sudden like focused on it now where it's been my focus and what I've been telling my clients to be focused on even pre Mm -hmm. COVID-19 because you, yeah, like you, like we were just talking about, like you just never know. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, it's you, you will see what you choose to see what you want to see. And I just, I, first of all, I just want to say like uh, the, that the week that Los Angeles, um, the, the governor of Los Angeles mandated that, you know, the safer, safer at home mandate. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had, uh, my very first event, you know, I've always believed in the American dream. I'm a Filipino immigrant. And so the pinnacle I felt of my American dream was going to be last March 13th, 14th and 15th. It's going to be the pretty ambitious summit, which was my very first conference, I, I set it up for inspiration, uh, so um, strategy and networking for uh, female beauty entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It was going to be like this like huge like beauty boss like girl power event. And I sold 400 tickets. And um, on March 12th, the governor basically shut Los Angeles down and said, um, no, you can't do this right now. And I couldn't believe that like a year's worth of spending spending mm-hmm. on this event <laughs> investing emotionally all the promotions you know all the swap just like just I felt like I was running this race for like a year and then at the very last minute somebody moved the line mm. so I don't know when that finish line will be but it will happen mm-hmm. but you know based on the circumstances I don't know what the new date will be um and so because of that I felt so paralyzed. I felt so paralyzed, and like for a week or so, like I didn't want to talk to anybody, I was still in denial. I was still like you know bargaining with myself, with, with Jesus, with like just like, why, why me? Why did this happen?" Um, and then I started, I knew, I knew, just because it was my in, in my DNA by now, because of all the hard crap I've gone through, that this was also an opportunity. I knew it. I knew it was both. It mm-hmm. was a, tr- a tragedy as well as an opportunity. And um, I was looking for it. I was like, God, I was praying. I was like, God, please help me see it. Please help me see it. I, I know it's here. And it just, uh, I opened my eyes to the people, the people that needed my message, that needed, that needed hope. And I, fo- I fixed my eyes and my heart on serving others. And serving, serving them and, you know, seeing them in their state of hurt, as opposed to focusing on my own state of hurt. Mm -hmm. And that snapped me out of it. That gave me purpose. And um, that showed me the tremendous opportunity right now that is before every single human here, every single beauty bot here who's listening. Because they uh, our clients are still online our colleagues are still online this isn't a, a like a pause you know necessarily for doing business this is this COVID-19 quarantine isolation mandate is calling you to pivot and to recalibrate your method, Mm -hmm. not change your mission, but your method. So how are you still going to show up even more for the woman who needs you so badly right now, more than ever? How are you going to still show up for her in more ways than just you yes yes for beauty but in all of these other ways anything that you guys do right now for your clients even if it's just a simple phone call is going to stick with her mm-hmm. forever more than just if you were just calling up to check up with her on a regular saturday where there's no pandemic you know just seeing how she's doing right now if you call her to check on her it's going to mean more it's going to last longer i mean and it's and and i would i would suggest for anybody looking to to see where the opportunity is is to start by picking up the phone and calling your client your like top 5 favorite clients chatting with them on the phone for 30 minutes and doing some market research like truly like wonder you know truly like um tr- you know ask them like how they're doing and how and and how they're dealing with all this Mm-hmm. But I got to say, like the marketer in me, the marketer in me wants to know, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you need? What do you need? What do you, do? What do you, do? What do you wish um, there was more of right now? What would you, what are, and starting there, starting with, with the market research. And I've seen a lot of creativity from our beauty industry right now, like everything from dropping off brow kits at their doorstep or, um, or doing, you know, tutorials over Mm -hmm. FaceTime, um, or free, you know, lead generating, you know, PDF guides on like a skincare routine at home, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, whatever, whatever it might be. And it doesn't mean that you have to give it for free, you know, like you could charge for it. But right now there is a massive opportunity for connection, for list building, for being there. So, so I just want to say like, there are some people on social media, there's some people on social media who have just been like the best. I consider them like, oh my gosh, she's my girl. It's like the best friends ever. And I've never met them. Mm -hmm. I've never met them in person and it's because you know people are really going through it right now and if you're there for them and I think people underestimate social media right? Social media is, it's got to see it as just like real life. You know, it, you, ha- you really have to see it that way in order to use it in the way it was intended for. If, if you're there for them during a hard time, can you remember the countless times like a friend has been there for you for, during a hard time? Like you're in, the, the, you're in my first tier. When my husband had a stroke, my husband had a stroke two years ago. He's 36 years old. What 36 years old? He's 38 now, two years ago. And um, whoever was there for me Whoever was there for me in the ICU, we had twelve people in the ICU the night of his stroke. I said, I don't need any more friends in this.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There's something in you that does that, and it's kind of the same right here. If you're there for people, if you're there for your clients, they will be loyalists. They will they they will be your clients for life. That like let's just start there.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Picking up the phone and calling that is so important because think about it. Your clients are used to seeing you what every two weeks, once a month, you know, however often they're used to laying down on your treatment table and talking to you. And for some of our clients, you're the only person that they may feel that yeah. like they can come and just talk and express yeah. themselves. And so Keep now, yeah. 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 So let them know that you don't just care about them when they're going to swipe their card you. at the end. Exactly. You have relationships with these people. So continue your relationships with them. Pick up the phone, call them. Hey, I know it's been a while because of this whole COVID thing. The last time I saw you, you were thinking about, you know, making this life change or your kid was about to have his birthday party. How did it go? You know, whatever it is, but just continue those connections and those relationships because yes, we need to bring in an income and we need to pay our bills and survive. But in this business, it is a business of connection and of people. And so when you are looking inward and you're like, how can I get ahead? How can I get ahead? You'll get to a, a certain extent, but you're not going to be able to break through that glass ceiling because this mm-hmm. is about people and thinking outward. So I love that you were talking about market research calls. What have we been doing all week, Royal? Market
0: research calls. Oh my god! <laughs> so many.
1: So many market so, research calls. Oh man. But this is the perfect time because normally it's hard for us to schedule those because our clients so are easy. They're all do, see, doing treatments, you know. So during the day they're working, and now you know everybody's now home. Mi- now they're mine. So we get to call everybody and yeah. set up these calls. But yeah. the what have thing- you found? What have you guys found with their market research calls? Oh my gosh! So what do they want? What do they want? What do they need? What are their pain points? Okay, so our market research calls are we don't do treatments. Um, we coach estheticians specifically. And so what we have been finding lately, oh my gosh, we've just been honestly talking to estheticians about the struggles that they have in the industry, like
0: not being able to like stand up for themselves or have mm -hmm. confidence and self and self-worth
1: and, uh, you know, clients who are trying to call the shots and do inappropriate things. Like we've been talking a lot this week in particular about dealing with theft and about sexual harassment and, um bullying from coworkers and managers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have been focusing on right now is understanding those situations, understanding their those needs so that we can develop our coaching program more to help estheticians deal with these difficult aspects of the industry that aren't being talked about enough. Exactly. So that's what we've been focusing on. But um
3: so everybody
1: smart. thank you. But yeah, everybody's got clients. You have clients, you you think you know their needs, but this is an opportunity to get to, you know, figure that out for sure. And I love how you said, call them and be like, how are you? Let's chat. Now, what do you need? What do you wish there was more of? That's so, so smart. I love that.
2: I love that. You know, what I typically do when I, when I listen to, to, you know, leaders and everything is I look for the overlap. Mm -hmm. And we, we totally just found an overlap there. Like you guys say, call your clients. I say, call your clients. So whoever's listening,
1: you probably should call your clients. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Probably so. Um, Okay. So I know that we're going to have to start wrapping up here in just a minute. But um, the other thing that I love that you said is that this is an opportunity to change your method, not your mission. And yeah. like we just did a training earlier today with a group of aesthetic students. And at the end, we did a Q&A. And one of them was asking like what our opinion is about the aesthetics industry now that this COVID-19 thing is going on. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you did not make a mistake, okay? This is not a sign that you shouldn't have gone to aesthetic school. This is not a sign that you're in the wrong industry, that this was you know, this this is the end of aesthetics and all of that. This is not the time to change your mission. It's just the time to change your method. And when you open up your mind, I love how you said your comfort zone will keep growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger as you are willing to think outside the box to try different things. Maybe you had that idea that you've tucked away and now is the perfect time to try it. And it could be your million dollar idea. You don't know until you put forth that effort.
0: Yeah, you have a computer on your shoulders.
1: hmm Right here on you your know? head. It's your head. So, <laughs> so use it. Not on your head. Don't wear it on your head, but let it be your head. Yes. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> use it. Exactly. So, I mean, there again, there are so many resources out there, but with, with people who can give you ideas, but start thinking. Get a journal. Write down ideas, write down all the crazy th- thoughts that you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to make this happen, but who cares? Just write it down. And if you decide that's what you want to do, then work backwards from it. You know, this is the chance for you to be creative and to think about how you can get your business where you want it to be because you got time. You got time to think about it now. So utilize it.
2: Correct. Correct. Um. So we're so so everybody who does you know hair nails facials you know permanent makeup makeup whatever like we're all entrepreneurs we're all entrepreneurs so at the 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 baseline of it all you know the common denominator is that we are problem solvers Mm -hmm. so we're just solving people's problems you know so I think it's, especially as beauty entrepreneurs, which basically, it's basically a degree in psychology because, you know, we just, we spend so much time with our people. Mm -hmm. I would lean into that gift. I would lean into that gift for, uh, of emotional intelligence Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and um, start there, start there. Um, I would take, I, I would, I would take, yeah, do some market research um and and see what the needs of your community is what the needs of your community are and um build from that so entrepreneurs are basically problem solvers it doesn't matter like what you do at the end of the day that's all we do we solve problems so whatever their problems are now look for a way to be the one to come to their rescue and i think the rest will take care of itself. so one of my favorite mantras is serve to grow. and that's how i've grown my business brick and mortar as well as online. you start from the need. if you are less focused on how this looks, what your family is going to say, what your spouse is going to think, you know, what this what this, you know, what whatever what criticism you're going to get, if you are just laser focused on serving versus your bank account, the money will flow. It will be it will be a byproduct. It'll be it'll be like there's the, the sugar on top, right, um, of 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 the of the dessert, basically. So focus, get laser focused on serving right now, and I think that's how you will find purpose. And something that I've been saying in these free webinars that I've been giving PMU Lockdown Survival Guide um, is um, right now is the time to obsess over your customer, not the news. Mm
3: -hmm. Obsess
2: over your customer, not the news. Obsess, And then even even more so, I've I've had to thicken that idea a bit, is obsess over your purpose and Mm -hmm. not the news. What is going to live beyond you? What is going to live beyond you in this life when you take your last breath? What do you want to what do you want to be remembered for? What do you want, what do you know is going to last forever and ever? And lean in on that and it is just still service. That's why I truly believe that the more people you serve, the more you serve, the more money you will make and the money isn't even the isn't even the focus mm-hmm. if you're just focused on the service. The byproduct, like I said, is financial and it just, mm-hmm. oh, it's just there. So I, I I think now is the time to recalibrate, to think outside the box, to think of ways you can serve your clients, not even in beauty. What if it's not in beauty? And I have, um, I know that out of this recession, there will be more bankruptcies than there are deaths, a thousand to one. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's all and i I mean unemployment is already like
0: 6.6 million it's
2: it's it's insane so um and this is unprecedented nobody's ever ever seen this before but you know what i have seen before is people being in need
3: Mm -hmm. we've all
2: seen this before as beauty professionals and and entrepreneurs and marketers people are in need how do you fill that need it's like it's it's just simple people have a need fill it. People have a need, fill it. And, um, something that Gary Vee always says is like, be reactionary to, you know, the climate around you. Okay. Well, the, the, you know, the industry, the climates, you know, people are wanting this. Okay. Let me be that. Like right now, what, what do they want? And then, and be of service. Mm-hmm. I have an online course workshop right now because, and I wasn't even going to launch that. I wasn't even going to launch that until, you know, until like maybe in the fall, but then I'm like, Oh, I held back on my other launches and then I I knew that my people needed this right now. What do mm-hmm. people want right now? They want to make money online. Yep. They want to learn they also want to learn online. They want to learn online, make money online, buy online. So how can you be online? And until that changes, I'm not going to change my tune. This is the music this is the game right now. This is the music that's playing right now. I will you need to You need to kind of surrender to it, to surrender to this new challenge, learn to dance with it, not fight it. Things are not the way they used to be. There is no business as usual. We are forever changed. So the quicker you adapt, the quicker you can recalibrate, the quicker you can pivot and the quicker you can fix it, honestly. And be of service. Jeez, we need you. We need you out here.
1: I love it. I'm like, okay, you heard it from Sheila. I mean, that is <laughs> yeah, but seriously, man. like it was so spot on. And your your passion behind it, your understanding of it, like everything that you said is so true. And I hope that you know, all of our listeners that you took notes and that you're taking this to heart because this is a time for opportunity for you to serve. And by the way, Sheila is absolutely right. Maybe you're not, maybe your clients need something that doesn't have to do with skincare, but you have a gift that you can help fill that need. And so, I mean, look at Royal. Royal's a police officer. Did he ever think he was going to work in aesthetics? No. No. And did you ever think that a police officer would have a role in aesthetics? Anybody? Crickets, right? So um, the thing is, is that you never know what the world is going to present you. You have gifts outside of aesthetics or nails or hair or whatever it is that you do. So utilize those, think of those. If you need to sit down and make a list, like write down 50 things that you are great at. And it may be hard to come up with 50 things at first, but as you keep going, you are going to pick up speed and you're going to start recognizing the gifts and the talents that you have. And then start being creative. Think of how you can utilize those things, because I promise you, you are not just a good utician. You are Mm. not only good at doing permanent makeup, lashes, skincare, chemical peels, whatever it is that you are doing. You are a multifaceted human being who has so much more to give to this world. And there are so many more opportunities for you to serve. So yes, there are aspects of your dreams and your career that are on hold right now. But let's think bigger. What else, what other gifts do you have that you haven't been able to utilize because you've been so focused on, you know, back-to-back clients doing the permanent makeup or doing the nails all day, every day. No, there's more to you. So let's discover it and let's show that to the world because there's, there are more opportunities to serve. You sure. like that, Royal? Damn.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, listen, everybody. We love you and we want you to be successful. We want you to have hope during this time. Um, Sheila, thank you so much.
0: Thank you Sheila. for thank you.
1: being here <laughs> with thank us you, truly. We always love to ask our guests um what boundaries balance health and safety means to them. So could you talk about that for a minute?
2: Boundaries, balance, health, and safety. um so I mean, to me right now, the most important thing if you are going to be of service to any, to anybody throughout this crisis, it needs to begin with being capable. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Can you, can you even, can you even give, can you even give, are you even in the right place to pour, to pour, you know, anything out of yourself? Are you, is your cup filled? Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, the boundary that I set for myself is to, Um, Is to make sure that I'm okay, you know, that I'm healthy, that I'm strong, that I am emotionally uh, fit, that I'm spiritually fed. Um, and And I do this first thing in the morning. Um, I get up at 5 a.m. And I still do. I still do. Even the kids are out of school and everything. And I think even more so people have a responsibility if they truly want to be a part of the solution to make sure that they're not part of the problem.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: Because first of all, like you're not going to help anybody if you're financially unfit right now. So sell. Mm -hmm. You're not going to help anyone right now if you're sick. So take care of yourself take your supplements, go out and exercise every morning, put yourself first. And if you're, you also need to be mentally sound and uh, spiritually fit. So do whatever it is that you need to do to stay that way, because you putting yourself last isn't going to help anyone. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. You hit the nail on the head. We knew that we wanted you on this podcast and we were right. You just did such a great job. You brought so much value. So thank you so much. Where can our listeners find you?
2: I like Instagram. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like Instagram. I'm on all the platforms uh, revamping my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sheila Bella. And on Instagram, I am real Sheila Bella on Instagram. And you can also find me on my podcast, Pretty Rich Podcast.
1: Awesome. perfect. And we will have all of that in the episode notes so that y'all can easily find her, see what's going on in her life. And Sheila, thank you so much again. You are awesome.